Welcome back to Six Pod, your weekly sports Toronto podcast with Jacob and Simon. Simon, pretty big week, uh, especially in, in Leafsville, um, especially for a, a top 1% fan like yourself. Can I tell everyone the, um, just, you know, what the Leafs are going through for everyone who's a little behind on, on the news there? I don't think you should be behind. If you're if you're a big Toronto sports fan, you should probably know the Leafs clinched the North Division for I believe the first time in, in 20, 20 plus years or so. So that's that's rather big news. So just walk me through your emotions here. How are you feeling about that? No, I it's it's really exciting. Um it's the first time that like the Leafs have clinched a division um in our lifetime. Which is crazy and B speaks to just how bad this team has been for so long. Um, but uh, no, it's really, really cool. I have um, really enjoyed like this team. I think just like looking at the regular season and we're going to get into that a little bit further in this episode, but this is just like a really likable Toronto Maple Leafs team, right? There's a lot of like, uh, great characters that um, have just been just been fun to get to know, and yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, but something that like I I really appreciate and take this with a grain of salt. But just it it just seems how like how focused this team is. Um, every interview, uh, e interviewee, and I think they talked to like I think they talked to Marner, um, Tavares, and I think Campbell when they clinched um was just like yeah this was good but like we have like next step next step next step and like that's good like that's the expectations of this team it's the fans expectations of this team and i I, i'm not gonna lie jacob i'm still a little nervous uh i don't think any any like leaf fan is just completely chill right now like i think just based on past playoff performances specifically 20 uh 2013 or the 2018 or the 2019 game seven, any of those. Um, 2020 game it, five. <laughs> oh, game yeah, three, and game then three, a little, game three. Sorry, game three because they had um, three with Columbus, right? That was a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, but they think this team is different, and I'm starting to believe it. I'm starting to believe it. So hey, just yeah, let's, I'm excited. Uh, let's. Let's be prepared for all the scenarios, right? Let's not. I know you're excited. Let's be prepared for all. Well, I'm I'm buying. Um, if the Leafs do win, I'm the amount of money that I'm I'm spending on a variety of chip gear. Like if you think, like if you think the Raptors gear had a lot of like if the Raptors put out a lot of stuff, just wait till the till MLS he gets a, a Stanley Cup in their hands. Oh my goodness! I think I might get a face tattoo. Just Matthews, Austin Matthews, just portrait. Um, and no, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of good things to 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 be excited about too. Because um, right now, and like we we're pretty banged up, 
And like, I also think like we need to like take that into consideration about just like how well this team has been performing, even just with the injuries. Like I'm watching last uh, last game and it was again against Montreal come back. Um, and I'm like, man, this team is without Hyman, Nash and Felino, who are like all players who will play game one. And that's just are really exciting. Just, to are me. they all expected back by the playoffs? They all skated today. Like they were, they, they practiced today, um, which Imagine is again, Polino like no didn't play in the playoffs. That'd be wild. We just gave Columbus a, a first round pick just for free. Just, Hey, here you go. Um, that'd be pretty wild. That'd be pretty funny, but that'd be pretty wild. Anyways. Um, another pretty big milestone was hit this week, uh, with the Leafs more individual, but Austin Matthews with his 40th goal, uh, the only player to hit that mark this season, um, by, only by player yeah amount too what's that yeah i think it's like a 10 i will make david score tonight so i think maybe it's like a nine goal differential um but ridiculous 40 goals in 50 was it 51 games or something like 52 50, i think 52 games yeah and like uh, okay can i say something i think that's that's like stupid impressive don't get me wrong but what impressed me more and i i'm sorry but Connor mcdavid 100 points in 53 games is is I think more impressive. And I think both are super like crazy hard to achieve, you know, feats in the NHL. But man, a hundred points in 53 games. Come I on. find when like I think about it, I like I view McDavid's achievement as like it's hard to like fathom. Like that is yeah. just that is just crazy. And did you see that stat that said Mario Lemieux hit a hundred points in thirty-eight games. Okay. Yeah, twice. But Jacob, we got it. We got to understand. We got to understand the era and that. In like, of, I know of that. But that's still insane. Yeah, I, thirty-eight games twice. Um, no, McDavid is unreal. Best player in the game right now. Um, and it's like it's a privilege that like both of them. Uh, that would like Matthews and McDavid, like they're just they're just unreal and make yeah. Matthews Matthews's forty goal mark is like really really impressive, especially since like a it was less than like fifty six games because he he was injured and and related to that like NHL did an interview with with his dad Brian Brian Matthews. Mm. Um, Paul Marner. Oh, whew, I don't know. Maybe Mar- maybe Paul Marner's calling. NHL to get an interview for his son too. No, but Brian, the interview with Matthews's dad, um, he was just saying like how like serious this like, or how rather severe this like wrist injury was. Like apparently like at some, at some points, like when Matthews was playing, like he was even like having a, like a difficult time, like holding his stick. Like they were trying like a, a variety of different like knobs and like different like sticks, like formations uh, or like types or whatever. And it's, He's just crazy. The guy's best goal scorer in the game. Um, and it's just unreal that he's a, a Toronto Maple Leaf. And so it's got to be huge. It's got to be huge for the playoffs. He's got, he, he, uh, he had a good step last year. Um, but, but, but before we move on to the playoffs, Sherm, I think, and this, this, this trend was floating around on Twitter this past week. And it was done for like all of the teams, but I thought it would be fun to, to talk to you about. And it was just kind of like a regular season, like wrap up on kind of our observations Mm -hmm. and the questions are uh mvp regular season uh surprising player and you can interpret that 
in in however okay, way okay, you would like. Okay. Uh, the most disappointing player, uh, and then the best free agent signing, and the worst free agent signing. Okay, Jay, I think who, I, I think I have good answers for all of those because you did give me a little heads up before. Yeah, I just I shot you a text earlier today. It's yeah. Monday night. Um, who is your Leafs MVP this past season, and like maybe just like kind of your rationale? Yeah, and I think like to be to be honest, like yeah, Matthews forty goals, but I think you got to go with Marner uh, for this season. I think Marner played more games, he was healthy for more time, and he honestly, to be quite honest with you, I wasn't fully sold on Marner's ability going into this year. And again, I hadn't watched a whole lot prior to this season of of Marner's play, but he honestly did impress me quite a bit, and I think. Like the best ability is availability. He was pretty much uninjured this whole season, right? Played most games. I think he missed maybe one. Um, and I think the MVP is there consistently, and he's just you know he's there every game playing, playing at the same level. And I think Marner did that for this team. Yeah, I I like your answer, um, and You're I definitely go think Austin, like aren't you? yeah, I'm gonna go Matthews just yeah. for the obvious reason of he's our best player and he was if we're going to talk about like consistency of he played less games but he was just consistently the best player on the ice but to your point jacob i do definitely think that marner's season has definitely gone underappreciated because of Matthews. he's third in points he's third or fourth in overall points yeah yeah is he's and, he, and like i don't know fourth I I don't know who I need to tell this to, but like he is a hundred percent worth his contract. Like hundred percent. Did he get overpaid? Hundred percent. Yes, he did. Thank you, Paul Marner. However, (laughs) he definitely deserved that contract. So yeah, no MVP uh, was Matthews for me for, for obvious reasons. Jacob, who was your surprising player? Who would, who would that be for you? I think you can go a couple of directions here. Um, and you said surprising, you know, in any kind of, yeah, in any context. Give some creativity. I think I'm going to go with a positive. Like, I'm going to go with someone who surprised me in a positive way. Um, I'm impressed with how Justin Hall played. And I know, like, he had some games where he wasn't, you know, the best and he wasn't maybe always on, but he's someone I noticed is is a pretty reliable player overall and again as someone who hadn't watched the Leafs a whole lot going into this season he's someone you kind of notice he's he's willing to go into the corners he's willing to put that body in line to block the shots and he'll get involved in the rush I think I think he's someone that impressed me and and again I didn't know a whole lot about him but just kind of watching him play I think that's a kind of player you need you know for a team that wants to contend you need a player who's not going to take all the glory He's not going to be the guy scoring all the goals, getting all the assists, but he's going to be a guy that like con- consistently works hard. Like again, he played 53 games. He had 20 points. You know, I think that's, I think that's a solid defenseman right there. His, I mean, well, like the thing is like, he's not on the ice for yeah. like offense. Minutes a game, which is, which is a solid amount of ice time, right? That that's, he, he averaged the same amount of ice time as, as Austin Matthews. Yeah, Obviously, he's not the same talent, right? But like Hall had like 78 hits. He had 82 block shots, which is top three on the team. 
I think that's a solid guy you need to have on a contending team. And just watching him play, I was impressed. Yeah, Hall's a legitimate top 4D. And, and his plus minus was 14. That's solid. That's really solid. That is pretty good, especially for the role that he plays. As yeah. I said, like he's like a defensive defenseman. He's yeah. partnered with Muzzin. He gets put out with like against the opposition's like best players. Yeah. Um, he's done a like a pretty <laughs> no one can shut down McDavid, but no. Hall does a pretty good job at it or attempting to. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think Hall's a really good choice. And it's it's crazy to me that Babcock sat him for an entire season. Just press press box. Just press box. Yeah. And on that note of Babcock surprising you, I think my runner up is probably Jason Spezza. Yeah. Um, that's my I, spe- that's my person. Just yeah. so. Yeah. You, you, you describe because I'm sure we'll have the same kind of rationale. But... No, I just think like Spezza. <laughs> the the best thing, like or the most like, the most ironic thing about this situation is like. Babcock's reasoning for sitting Spezza was he can't kill penalties. That's why he put in uh, Nick Shore f- instead of Spezza. Who? Penalty kill. Guess who is penalty killing now? Spezza. And doing a really, really good job at it. Like Spezza is um, like a pr- a still a legitimate fourth line presence on the ice. He produces. He is such a great voice in the in 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 a leadership uh, like as a uh, like as a leadership figure and man he's just like a good person and you want those people in your organization Babcock did a lot of dumb things dumb things i think i think i think sitting jason spezza is um probably one of the worst one of the worst things yeah he and you're saying he's a legitimate fourth liner but he had like he had fringe top six like production this year. Thirty points, Simon, in fifty games. That's that's pretty good for a fourth liner, and a guy who's close to forty years old, right? Another thing you're you're mentioning, he's like a good guy. He he he's the guy who started the idea to fund some of the the Marley's salaries, right? I think. Yep. He was the first guy to say, "Hey, let's put some money in." Uh, so the Marley the Marley players because they don't really have much of a season. Uh, can get some can get some more cash going. So that just great guy. I also discovered this week or rediscovered that I have his autograph sitting in my old bedroom. So just you know, hey, what's how many points does he have this season? Thirty. In how many games played? Fifty-two, I think. Okay, cool. So uh, Josh Anderson, who was the Canadians' like big off-season signing, five point five AAV for another six years. After this season, um, after the season, so <laughs> after the deal. season, yeah, has twenty four points. Just to, let's put that in perspective, and is playing much more, much more. Yeah, because Spets is averaging ten minutes a game. Yeah, ten minutes, ten and a half minutes. So, um, I'm on the classic NHL website. Doesn't tell me that, but it's not good. It's not. It's not good. Um, yeah. No, Spets is my my like surprising and like just continues to surprise me. Like he's like a really really great fourth line player, who, as you mentioned, yeah, like is like totally deserves to continue to be playing in this league. Like hundred percent. Man, him and I think the two people I want to see most get a cup on this team are are Spets and Thornton. I would love for sure. nothing more than for those two to be able to. I'd also love Zach Bogosian to go back to back cups. That'd be That'd cool. Be... A little, little Patrick McCaw action, eh? 
Um, disappointing player. Um, yeah, this one's a little hard, but I'm gonna go with it, this. Isn't hard actually for me. I, I maybe okay. I don't. Maybe I don't. I'm going with someone like a little different. I'm okay. going with someone who's not the obvious pick. I'm gonna go with Joe Thornton. Um, I know that's tough. I know he was injured for a lot of the season, but that's also a, like part of the reason I would say he disappointed me a bit. Um, and maybe this is just me being a little bit like, I don't know. I was expecting probably more than I should have been expecting. But I mean, they started him on the first line, which is maybe part of his downfall again. Like when you start someone on the first line, you're expected first line production, right? And then he got injured and he wasn't unable to play for like 10 games. And I think just between not really doing much on that first line with two incredible talents and being injured for a significant chunk of time and being a pretty marquee free agent signing disappointed me a bit. And I think he does have value that can be, that can be, you know, unleashed in the playoffs because of his experience in the league. I think, I think the best of him is yet to come. I hope he kind of comes through in the playoffs and I respect his game. I just was expecting more, and this is probably mostly on me and and mostly on his injury, but I was just expecting a little bit more from a player like Joe Thornton. Is that fair? Or am I am I out of line here? I don't think I don't think you're out of line. I I do think the Leafs set him up for a little yeah, bit that's of what I'm failure. Saying. Like they, they 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 shouldn't have started him on the first no. time because if you're playing with Marner and Matthews, like you're expected to produce quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. And, he and, did, and then he got injured. And like the thing with Thornton is that like, like load management or like taking a night off, not a thing. He will not miss a morning skate. He will like every game skating. And so like, I maybe like he should have sat a couple through. He probably should have sat, not could have, should have sat a couple throughout the, throughout the season. And so I think, I think, for like a secondary answer other than like the obvious one, I can understand where Thorne's coming from, but I, 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 I do also agree with you that like the best is uh, yet to come with, with Thorne. I for think, sure. I think we'll see a little bit more of him. So, you know what? I'm going to redact him as my pick because I do think there's probably someone who's a little clearly worse. I did. I think I was surprised know, when you said yeah, Thorne, so, to be honest. Yeah, so Frederick Anderson is probably my safe answer here. Uh, injury, terrible performance. Um, I'm going to go with Frederick Anderson. Joe Thorne, if you listen to this, I'm not picking you because I think you can do more, and I think you were kind of set up for failure. So I know he's probably listening to this, and he's a little upset with me. Joe, big fan. Um, I take it back. It's Frederick. It, it's 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 Freddie. You think he has a cell phone? Like like so like social media? Like do you think he like? I don't think he like I, he, I know he doesn't have like an official account. Like this guy's 40. 41. That's crazy. He probably has Facebook then. Maybe, eh? Well, Jay Thornton. Yeah. 97. Jay Thorts. Um, yeah, no, Freddie, Freddie tenfold. Um, we're gonna get into Freddie a little bit later when I bring up the this goaltender controversy that like people are still talking about newsflash there's no controversy um but yeah no i'm gonna back up we're gonna talk we're gonna talk we're gonna talk we're gonna talk okay 
Okay. Uh, uh, dis- disappointing is is uh, is Freddie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but more to come on that. Best free agent signing for me was TJ Brody by far. Like by far. Yep, I, I'm in agreement. He is literally everything that the Leafs needed. Mm, I can agree. They they want they they wanted like Tyson Berry to play the way TJ Brody was. I don't think that's fair. TJ Brody, if you're listening to this, I love you so much. And although you are a conspiracy theorist, it's okay. Um, Who is your worst free agent signing, Sherm? I don't know. I probably would have to go with, I don't know. You can probably make a case for Simmons because of his, his injuries this year, but like if like okay, let me just let me just remind myself quickly. So we had um, Spezza, Thornton, Simmons, Brody, Bogosian. Bogosian. That's your pick, uh, Bogosian. V- no, I'm giving you people that oh, oh, we okay. signed. VC um, Boyd. I don't think they made like enough of an impact, positively or negatively. Like Boyd isn't that, isn't that a case? Because my pick is Letnin, Miko Letnin, who is this highly touted Russian. Didn't we did, didn't we trade him? We traded him. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he was our worst free agent signing. We gave him away for like a sixth round pick. Yeah. And and to be fair, like my assessments are just based on the regular season. I think a lot of the guy the guys who I'm considering for this are guys that whose value comes through a little bit more later in the season. And I'm only picking them because of their in like on like their inability to play some of the games. So so I'm like Simmons getting getting a broken hand, broken wrist. That that hurts his case for me. And so I was expecting to see a little bit more of him. And I'm excited for what he's doing in the playoffs. But I'm just upset that he was hurt for a significant part of the season because I think we could have used that grit in the lineup a little bit more. I don't agree with with your like Simon, framework, Jacob. I don't understand how that is neither the fault of the free agent nor the team. Like that's I'm, I'm not. Aware. That's why I'm I'm like giving all these prerequisites for for my reasoning. But I'm just saying the best availability is availability. And if you sign someone for a million dollars and then they only play half that season, you're getting five hundred thousand dollars worth of that contract. So I think availability is the best ability. And I think if you're on payroll and not contributing to the team's success, whether that's because of injury or because of just terrible play. And I I love Wayne Simmons. I love watching him play. I just was like personally disappointed that he wasn't able to play so much. And that's nothing against him or his play style. I'm just upset that I wasn't able to see him that much. So I was disappointed in that. Yeah. It's more of a compliment if you think about it. Like I'm disappointed. (laughs) I don't don't know. It really is. If you think, if you use mine, for example, Lettinen, who was, as I said, a highly highly acclaimed Russian defenseman who was supposed to be like really, really high offensive power play specialist. Now that being said, you can make a case that the Leafs didn't set him up for much success. Um, But in the games that he did get in, he wasn't anything like super, super special. And there is an issue with, you know, KHL players coming over to the NHL and like adapting and adjusting. But even in Columbus, I, I took a look at his game. I've watched a couple of Columbus's games. It's not... He just wasn't, definitely was not what was advertised okay, for me at Simon, least. Think about it like this. 
So just go we'll switch in topic. So the Jays signed George Springer for $160 million. The Jays signed Kirby Yates for five and a half million dollars. Neither of these guys have really played this year. Is that not disappointing? I think it's disappointing, okay. but is he your worst free agent signing or is At Tanner point, Rourke? Kirby Yates is by far. Tanner Rourke was already on the team. What? Yeah, he was already on the team. Um, he played for the team last year. Anyways, I'm just saying the fact that we signed Kirby Yates for five and a half million dollars and he's not going to play a single game this season makes him the most disappointing player that we signed. Similar to making this this case for Wayne Simmons. And again, I'm not disagreeing with you. This is your opinion. You said you disagree with me. That is what the first thing you said after I finished my explanation. I disagree. Your answer is your answer. I disagree with your logic. But why I, what, you why? don't you have your answer, Jacob? It's it's my logic is but better when, than my answer. But when, say. but if again, if we're comparing it to let's say for example, my answer, we're moving on. But Lettinen didn't play any games because we had to trade him for a sixth round pick. At least Simmons is still offering value to the team right now. Yeah, no, I get that, and that's fair, and I respect that. I'm just saying. I wanted Wayne Simmons to play the whole season because I wanted a tough guy that we Wayne don't Train. Really... Choo choo. Yeah, Wayne Train. I, we, I wanted a tough guy, and unfortunately, he got injured, and that made me sad and disappointed because I didn't get to see him play more. So this is this is a compliment to Wayne Simmons because I was expecting you know great things and exciting, and I'm still expecting great things from him in the playoffs. I just think the fact that he didn't play 20 games of the season disappoints me. And that's fair. Okay. Thank you. Um, um really, really really quickly um so freddie freddie anderson and, and jack campbell so the status with freddie right now jacob is that he's practicing with the team um he had a stint in the ahl and i think he presented like an 875 save percentage or an 885 not very good in the ahl in the ahl in the ahl um the goals that he did um allow were just cl- like classic freddies five hole five holes just everywhere um and like I- i've ripped freddy on this podcast um and even in even in messages even in messages to you i've ripped freddy pretty yeah. pretty aggressively pretty graphically yeah, yeah. Like it's, I've been pretty vulgar about Freddie, but seeing him like flail, like a sad little duck this past weekend with like, with poor lighting quality, because it's the AHL (laughs) listening to play by play announcers that will never be uh, in the NHL for, for valid reasons. (laughs) It's sad, like it's 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 sad because like Freddie for like like three years, like we worked him like a horse. Like I think in the last three years, he's like fourth in games played, and like hella bucks first. Interesting. Like we've worked him, we've worked him, we've worked him, and now when we're like about to like go on a run. He's like, he won't be a part of it. Really, he won't be a part of it. 
I, I still do think he's going to be the back. Okay. So I, and listen, I think so too. However, I saw this on Twitter. I think I should get off Twitter. It's really deteriorating my mental health, well, but I saw this on content. I saw this on Twitter and it made me thinking, and I do think there's some validity to it. And I'd love to know your opinion is that, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude to hear. Freddie has loser energy right now. Right. Right. He, I mean, he struggled. He struggled in the playoffs. He struggled in the regular season. He has not been good these past two years. Um, like, Give me another example of someone with loser energy. Um, who's like struggling right now to no, make loser. Cause I, I want us to, to outline and go through this. So again, Jacob, I'm, I'm loser energy to me right now is what has happened to Freddie. He, if we're going to look just in this past calendar year or a little bit like calendar year in three months, he's given up joke of a goal goals in in the Columbus playing series last year. I agree, Awful goals. I agree with you, Simon. I just think like, and like struggling to win games in the AHL, he lost, um, a shootout. He let in five goals against Manitoba. What? So, so, so why, like, what are you doing? Like bringing him in? I guess at I get this like, point. Do you okay. just do you just Let stick me... with Riddick, who's been pretty good? Because can I will lose it. I will absolutely lose it if I turn in to game one and I see Freddie Anderson in the starters net. If when I check Twitter that morning at around 1045 and to see who's in the starters net and I see Anderson, I'm gonna lose it. Okay, well, the starter should be Campbell. And I think 100%. that's pretty clear. I think that's None. clear. I'm just, I think the backup is going to be Freddie. And I agree with you. I think he does bring something called what people could say loser. I'm not calling him loser. I just, no, I'm not either. He has but he has that, like, him. he just can't win right now. And just to give, like, context for maybe what loser energy is, I think, like, you get that from people who either are Jake Gardner. Like, yeah, he's just a loser, though. I'll just straight up say that to him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, terrible player, loser. Um, but I think loser energy, I kind of define as someone who's kind of been somewhat of a winner in the past, but finds himself not only in like a like a production like rut, but also like in terms of injury, they've just haven't been themselves. Yeah. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like they're just in well, and like especially since like know? the team has like raised their expectations so yeah. highly, right? Like you know, the the best thing that like I've enjoyed these past like 12 games or so is like enjoying the internal competition of like the top, the last six or like, you know, the bottom six, yeah. right? Like obviously the top six to find, but like, man, Adam Brooks, he's a player. Like Keith is going to have some tough decisions to make. Like you can't like, man, Campbell has gone 17, two and two. This this season, and he's had decent not run support, goal support on the other end, but he has a two eleven goals against average yeah, and a nine point two three, a nine nine two three save percentage. So those are Man. solid numbers. And it's I find I find goaltending similar to pitching in baseball. You want to look at you know the numbers that the pitcher can control, not the wins and yeah. The pass record. And like 
he had that like four games, like three games skid. It was not great, but he pulled himself out of it. And like, he's a, he's a goalie. Like just today he got nominated for the Toronto's like the PH sportsman. Yeah. PHWH, uh, the PHWA's um, nomination for the uh, Bill Masterton trophy. Yeah. Masterton Award is the sponsorship perseverance and dedication trophy. like that's just like again man like this is just what you want to like have as like your goaltender like 100%. it's and it's like as i said like it's sad and i i i, I totally would love to have 2017 freddie right now it would be amazing to go between freddie and campbell but you're not putting him in a playoff game unless campbell I well, I I don't think he I don't think he's backing up personally, but I he I will be he will be I I think. Sorry, let me rephrase. I don't think he should be. I do think he will be. Yeah. And unless Campbell either gets hurt or um just absolutely chokes the first game, which is also something I could see with him because he hasn't really played in the playoffs before. Um. It's it's. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be a really great test for 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 him, and this just has solidified that we are definitely not bringing Frederick Anderson back next year. And Campbell is our one A. Where's our one? We don't even have an A. I don't even know what our. I wouldn't even say that he's like. I think yeah, going into the playoffs, Campbell is gonna be our one. But I think his future in Toronto is heavily dependent on this. Yeah, playoff. no, that's a that's a good point too. That's interesting um, because yeah. I think then if like Campbell doesn't turn out this year, the Leafs are shopping for a goalie this offseason. Hundred percent, Morgan Riley. See ya. Yeah, yeah. But that's for another. That's for another story. Um, really quickly to wrap up this Leafs. Leafs. I don't even want to section segment. Um, two games left. I would be surprised. I know I was joking about like sitting players, but I, I do think I would be surprised to see Campbell in that these next two. Maybe but like the Riddick, Hutch. I would say either or. I think Riddick gets a start, definitely. <laughs> uh Wall. Let's just bring up uh let's just call from Newfoundland. Get the growlers. Would you be up here. surprised if Anderson started one of these last two games? I wouldn't be. I think he I so that's a good point. That's a very good point. And I think I think the league wants, or sorry, the league, the team wants him to get uh, an, a game in. And I want to see him in an, in an NHL game, to be honest with you. He hasn't been cleared yet for NHL play, but he practiced with the team. I think he's How feeling can good. can he play in the AHL, but not be cleared for NHL play? Again, man, I think it has to do with the cap. Oh, true, true, true. Because right? he's still he's still Because they had to LTIR, or they didn't have to LTIR. Uh, like, I think Hyman's on LTIR. I think Felino's on LTIR. I think Bogosian's on LTIR. Well, because there's no LTIR in the playoffs, right? As soon as regular season's done, everyone can come back. That's what Kucherov yeah. is. That's what's happening with Kucherov. Um, oh, regular season's done? Yeah, I'm feeling better now. Coach, I'm good. Hey, doctor. Um, come on. Clear me. Um, no, I, I do think he maybe get one of these games, and I, I don't know, because, like, but Jacob, the other thing to really consider before we move on is like, in terms of like sitting players, the playoffs are, well, the playoffs in the U S are starting this Saturday, actually uh, capitals host the Bruins, which is fire meat. 
when the Leafs playoffs start because they have two more games. One well, the, the because of the because of the Vancouver outbreak, we have to start later. Um, I don't even know. I think mid next week. Um, because Vancouver's but, only played like forty nine games, right? So they yeah, they got a they got a ton of makeup. But since the playoffs are so far away, like ten days, really. Let's say ten days for the playoffs. Okay, let's say it starts next Wednesday. Okay. Are you sitting Matthews for 10 days without any game action? Like, is that a smart move? Are you sitting Tavares? Like 10 ga- ten days, man, without any game action? Like, I get it. But like, is it too much? Like, I feel like that's almost like a, like a risk, a, like mitigation thing. Like, okay, he'll be ready to go for game one because he won't get injured. But will he lose his groove like 10 days um what would you I do personally i think he's gonna be fine i think you can rest a star of that level yeah you can rest them for 10 days i want i want my guys to be as well rested as possible for the playoffs because i know i know matthews is going to produce i know he gets into grooves but i know he's going to produce if given the chance and i'm just increasing that probability if he's going to be completely rested Tavares, I don't know. Let him do whatever he wants. Because I don't think Tavares, first of all, knock on wood, I don't think Tavares gets injured really anymore. I think he just kind of says, today knock I'll play. Wood. Yeah, I knocked on wood. Don't worry. But right. I think I think guys like Marner and Matthews, you know, if they get a decent amount of rest and their bodies are good, they're going to be good to go. And like the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because when Nylander came into contact with a, with a, with a suspected positive case mm. and had to sit out for 10 days, he came back flying, bro. He looked so good. And I get it, man. Like, it's a condensed season. It makes sense. I just don't know if, like, 10 days is too long. You know what I mean? No, it's not too long. I, I think... It'll be interesting for, to see, for sure. Yeah, no, but I'm... Um, really quick, Jacob, just before we move on to um, Jack Eichel, who is just wild. He but I just got the notification that... Raptors have officially missed the playoffs. They are now as well. eliminated. Yeah. Um, no surprise there. They, yeah, they've been, they have been playing their full lineup. <laughs> no, man. Um, yeah. They've lost that. Like, to be fair, a lot of their last couple of games have been good games. Like they've been in it with the Lakers, the Clippers, um, the Suns, like they, sorry, not the Suns, the Jazz. I think I think they're they're fine. I think they're fine. Um, I just want to forget about this season personally. I do too. Um, yeah, things to build on though. There were some positives. We got Gary Trent Jr. Ken Birch was a positive. I think Malachi Flynn, kind of, rookie, Malachi rookie of Flynn, the month. Chris Boucher even had a great year. So for I think sure, going going forward. OG, Sonny, OG, like Siakam had a, a bit of a bounce back year. People don't. Yeah love to talk about that no he had a good year he had a bit of a bounce back year like i don't know if he's a superstar but i think i think keep going forward with this kind of improvement he'll be he'll be a perennial all-star no things things were positive all things considered (laughs) right like i do think i do think there it was an it was a dumpster fire let's not get that twisted but i do think there's like some positives that we can take out but so, Is so this goodbye for Kyle Lowry now. I, I would hate 
the way this season has ended with just him sitting to be the like like what what was his last game that he played lakers when he went off career high oh sorry not career high season high yeah Yeah, that would be if he had to end it a fair ending fine i think he should but i guess i'm a wrong i think yeah and i think maybe that's where i'm coming from like i I think like any ending where it's not in front of scotiabank arena is not like good enough for for him and what i would deem like fair um I think like when that starts heating up though about what's going to happen, it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. There's also some talks that there might be back in Tampa next year. Come on. Seriously? Yeah. Well, and cause I saw some reports um, that they don't want to do what they did last this past season where they like were waiting last minute, last minute, last minute. And then they just, they never felt like they got settled. Like players didn't feel like they got settled. And so like, they want to figure it out earlier on this, this time. Yeah. I, I, I would I, hate for that to happen because I'm I don't think players are down personally. I think yeah. like you just and look at the quotes. Just, just don't, I don't know. At, at the very least, if you want to do that, just maybe like don't have fans in in toronto for a little bit if you want to but i'm really hoping we have our act together by the end of october okay i'm gonna lose it if we don't i'm i'm really not still planning on the jays finishing their season in toronto so the raptors better start are they i thought i thought they're not i thought the buffalo announcement said or can they come back still i don't know do you know well i think that's just where they're planning on playing for for the time being from june forward but i'm still hoping like august september possibly we get we get some of the Jays final games. Okay. Since we're talking about Jays, do you want to just, do you want to just go into what has upset you this past week, Jacob? Yeah. Um, so the Jays overall have been playing decently well, but Simon, I'm getting sick and tired of watching a game. Every game. It feels like every game I'm watching, I turn it on and someone is either not playing or they get taken out of the game because of injury. Let me just go through the current injuries, Simon. Currently, Anthony Castro, 10-day. Rafael Delis, 10-day. Thomas Hatch, 60-day. Julian Merriweather, 60-day. Tommy Malone, 10-day. Patrick Murphy, 60-day. David Phelps, 10-day. Uh, Hunjin Ryu just got off the 10-day. Kirby Yates, 60 day. We knew that, but 60 day. Alejandro Kirk, 60 day. Joe Panic, 10 day. George Springer, 10 day. I just named 11 players. 11 players, Simon, of a 25 man. Okay, obviously not, but think about all those players I mentioned would be on the 25 man roster. Okay. All those players I mentioned, give or take, maybe, let's say, Let's say, give or take, maybe a couple pictures. Like you can make a case for Patrick Murphy or Tommy Maloney. But aside from that, we have 10 guys that should be in our 25 man rotation roster not playing right now because of injury. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's they didn't have a great spring. I don't know if this is just a freak amount of coincidences at once. Or is this just mismanagement, Simon? Because, like I said, 
you look at guys like like George Springer, our huge signing, and he's played two, three games. He's played one series, essentially, at this point. Okay, Simon? And it was like, oh, yeah, he's day-to-day. And then suddenly he's on the 10-day because they want to get it right this time. What does I get think- it right this time mean? Why yeah, are you and in I think- the major leagues as a strength and conditioning coach and you don't know if your player's right? I think that's where my most, I think that's where my frustration is coming from mostly is like the myth, like either they don't know and they're just idiots or they're lying to the media and thus an extension to us. Cause like the, the timeline of the Springer thing, cause I was following that closely because as you said, very, very highly, um, George Springer, biggest signing of organization history. I'm obviously that's going to be highly watched. It was tightness and then observation and And then fatigue fatigue, and then next day MRI. You don't just go from that to that. And then the 10 day, like, I don't know. And I, was it last pod or the pod before I was like, what's happening here? I swear, man, like injuries after injuries, after injuries. But and, this is but this is baseball, Simon. And baseball, the Jays, the Jays had like they didn't play much in October, right? They had one game and they lost. And then they didn't start spring training until regular scheduled time, right? The pitchers reported end of February, and, and they didn't have they any disruptions playing. like last year where they had to go back to exactly. Rogers Center. So, and then, of all the sports, baseball's had the most normalcy, okay, in this year, in this current year. So how is it that the Jays? have 10 players and not even to mention some of the guys that have missed time, such as Teoscar Hernandez, although that was COVID. Yeah, it was uh, COVID Rowdy Tellez missed time. He was also sent down, but we've had just, I just don't get it. Like Alejandro Kirk is on the 60 day IL for a, for a hip flexor. What? Like out of nowhere too. Like this guy was hitting, he was hitting well. And yeah. Was I was about to say he's hitting really well. Like, like what is going on? Uh, I don't know you. Why yeah. did, Simon, I'm even Jordan Romano was injured for a bit. I just Rocky want answers and I just want accurate answers. And I'm, I feel like we're just not getting those. And like, that's what I'm struggling with. I'm, I'm going between, are we just being lied to or is our player performance department just have no idea what they're doing? Both answers are not are wrong. No, like both shouldn't either. Both shouldn't, shouldn't be considered ex- for a team. Exactly. And um, so. Yeah. I'm frustrated. I just, like, like do you, do you think they know what they're doing team. or no? Because apparently we have what's going on. I don't know because at one point it could just be that all these players have freak injuries. Because you, you were but looking how? at this situation with like rose glasses for a bit. You were trying to be optimistic about this situation. I was yeah. pretty negative. I was like, what's, what's going on with Springer? Well, you know, he's tired. He's tired. And then I sent, and then I sent you this screenshot of the Montoyo uh, on the Mon- Montoyo quote. And it's just like, what's happening. And it was like, your response was just a perfect example. It was like, wait, what? He's, he was tired yesterday. How has he had an MRI and be put on the, uh, the IL? That being said, it was re- retroactive, but still like, what is going on? I agree. Hundred percent, and and not even to mention like our huge guy, but like our bullpen has been superb this year. Yet every time I'm watching the Jays, you know, pull someone, bring someone new in. I watched who would I watch? David Phelps the other day. He's warming up, Simon, and he feels something in his arm shoulder. Okay, 
the other day, Rafael Dolis, he's warming up, throwing, gets pulled because tightness. he's That's figuring something out. And now he's on the 10-day IL. Like, is this is this each player just mismanaging themselves? Or is this something that the organization really needs to deal with? I'm well, sick like, of it, though. I'm sick of it. Like, there goes our, our contending aspirations. Like, what, like what, what are we working towards if we just can't have a consistent lineup with our players that we're paying a lot of money to. It just doesn't make sense. And I agree. I, they got to figure yeah. it out because it's getting frustrated. And yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add to, um, to that? Yeah. Cause I, I share. Yo, if what's you going on with him? I didn't watch that game, but what happened? Cause did he just, did he just not pitch? Like what was going he, on? He just did not find the zone. Like he had no he feel look for good? the zone. No, like, and to be fair, he's facing an Astros lineup, which is a pretty, like, it's a pretty heavy lineup. But he he walked five guys, no strikeouts. I think, I don't know how many earned run. I think the first run he gave up, he literally walked in, like bases loaded walk. Like that was how they gave up his first run. His stuff was pretty good. His fastball had life. It was 95, 97, 98. His slider looked pretty good, but he just had no feel for the strike zone. And I'm not sure if like he stays up and has another start, figures it out. I'm not sure if they send him down. I'm not sure if they put him in the bullpen. But someone like this, you need to be careful with because he too, he too, Simon, started the year with an injury. Okay. That's, That's what, what I was about to say. We just this was his first start. No. Yeah, this was his first. So I don't know what you need to do, but just make sure we don't ruin the number one right-handed pitching prospect in baseball. Make sure that we don't get him injured. Make sure that we don't overdo it too early. That's another thing too. Like we got to look at the longevity of our prospects here. Like, like I'm looking at this situation short-sighted. Like what happens if this is like an actual issue with Springer, right? Like we just Mm. signed him to a multi-million dollar deal with, with, with term. And I'm just hoping he plays in the next series. And I, I haven't heard anything about Springer recently. So I'm I'm hoping that that's a good thing, that he hasn't been set back and that he's still aiming to get off the aisle when he's eligible to return. However, I'm not going to cross my fingers. Yeah. Anyways. Kind of related about just galaxy brain thinking by organizations. Let's talk about Jack Eichel and an extension let's talk about the Buffalo Sabres and by, by any, any degree on how you want to look at it, the Buffalo Sabres are a joke of an organization. I, and I'm, I'm sorry if you're a Buffalo fan, uh, you deserve better. I'm, 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 I am. I'm so sorry that you go through that. I know I complain a lot about being a Leaf fan, but the amount of like just despair that that Sabres fans have to go to is just ridiculous. So, and, and I look at the Jack Eichel situation, almost like a car crash, Jacob, you know, when you're driving and you have to watch. Yeah. You, you got to look right. Yeah. Like you just got to take a look and it looks bad and you feel bad, but you just, you got to watch it and you feel bad, but this is where I'm at. Um, mm. And so <laughs> The Buffalo Sabres are, are way off in the playoffs. So they did the team's like exit interviews um, today. And it was the first time we've heard from Jack Eichel from, from a very, very long time since he got that neck injury about two months ago. He hasn't played 
all season. And man, it was like really telling stuff. Like if you're going to talk about, did you see anything or no? I saw his quote. Yeah. He's not happy. Um, I just saw that he's not happy with how things have been handled. Yeah. I can't blame him. So, and I want to read it to you. I want to read it to you. So he gets asked like, can you read it? What part of me? Can you read it to me? Yeah. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Yeah. He goes, uh, I've been a bit upset about the ways about the ways things have been handled since I've been hurt. There's been a bit of a disconnect between myself and the organization. The most important thing is to get healthy and be ready to play next year, wherever that may be. And another quote, um, just these next, these, it was just these two that I, I felt really, really good here. He goes, I have a lot to think about. Uh, I have a lot of thinking to do in this off season. I think that there's a lot that I have to consider, but for now, obviously I'm here. I, I can't remember a player speaking like that openly about his dissatisfaction with like his club's handling or just with his club in general. And like that being said, if you're a player in the Sabres organization, you don't have a lot to be happy about, but when you're like star player, your star centerman is saying those types of things about your organization, like something, something's bad here. And something's and, up. And yeah. So this, this neck injury that, that um, has sidelined, uh, has side sidelined him. And, and according to Elliot Friedman, who I, I listened to on, on the radio today, Apparently, Eichel wants this specific procedure done on his neck that would allow him to play next year and be ready to go for, for, for next year. However, the Buffalo is not like fully on board with said procedure. The CBA says that the player is entitled to a second opinion. However, it's like the team who they're like, like it's the team's final call. So the team gets to decide what happens here. And I think like that's what I think like the point of contention, but you don't play with a neck injury. Let's just say that. Well, and, like, and, and you don't, you don't, and something needs to happen. This especially guy's, in hockey. But how bad is your relationship? with your star player if you can't trust them about medical advice like just take that in for a second like 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 that i think is like more telling than anything i get that there may be disagreements of opinions but when a player's this angry and this upset about about a, a potential medical procedure and like that and like there's not like there's no trust there there appears to be no trust between them and rightfully so the sabers have no idea what they're doing I don't even like you don't get those types of quotes from from player from NHL players these days. Like they're very reserved, politically correct, um cons- conserve like they're very conservative to not upsetting their team or the the club that they're playing for. Eichel in very very just plain terms said, "Yeah, I'm done here." Like any Sabres fans who are listening to this podcast and I'd, I'd put a lot of money. There aren't any, but if there are, um, don't buy an Eichel jersey. If you're thinking about buying a Buffalo jersey, that's fine. 
just don't buy don't buy a don't buy an Ica one because I don't or, think he's or, there. Next year. Or do buy one because that's maybe one of the last times in a long time you'll have a good player on your team. <laughs> right? Taylor Hall couldn't even couldn't Gone. even last the full season yeah. said yeah. absolutely not. Get me out of yeah. here. Yeah. So like what like what like what do you even say to this? Like it's like we've beaten this horse so many times and it just doesn't get better. And it's like, how? How 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 are we still talking about Buffalo and how is Buffalo making these headlines? And I don't I don't feel bad like I sorry I don't feel bad for the organization when when Eichel just smears them in the media because like what are you doing? I'm just glad that Buffalo only has one other sports franchise because they just really don't deserve to have like four major sports teams just like based the thing on is, it's the it's the pagulas bro i think buffalo people I, I think buffalo people maybe maybe nice i think i'm a little scared of them but i think they could be nice i think they i think i would get along with them however the, why would you get along what makes you think you'd get along with buffalo people jacob i get along with everybody the only um, thing in my opinion buffalo has to offer are wings i was just about to say they have good wings um, that's the list. That's the whole list. Anyway, seven. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Um, for sure. Thanks everyone for listening. Let us know your opinions. Let us know if we missed anything in terms of our lease, our leaf lists. If we missed someone, if you think, um, you know, we had something wrong, let us know. Thanks for listening. If anyone is here from our website, thanks for, <laughs> thanks. thanks for visiting. Have a good week.